The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. Meeting a lot of new people, seeing a lot of familiar faces here as well. As we are out in Oakbrook Terrace, Twin Peaks, come on out and see us. You got three more hours to go. Just met our buddy Matt in Streamwood, where we met him before, but he Matt, works right across the street. Yeah, Matt Streamwood, who always calls, he's one of the most polite guys we ever get on the radio station. Yes. He's always, uh, Waddle Sylvie, thanks for taking my call. Black and Abdallah, thanks for taking my call, and he gets right to the point. Which is be- you know, better than the guys that usually call us and say, hey, both of you are dumbasses, yeah, yeah. and I'd like to set you straight. Yes, yes, which is fine, too. That is true, but there's, you know, Matt's a little nicer than that. We saw just met Terrence. Terrence uh, was on that Bears documentary show. That is we, correct. We the fans. Remember a few years ago on ESPN, yes. Chan Melman was in on that project where they featured a, a section at Soldier Field of fans, and they followed them around each game. So Terrence came out, big Bears fan, and we were talking all about these. He's uh, got a three-month-old at home, too, so congrats on being a father as well. That's awesome. So it's great to see everyone come on out and see us. Uh, I want to play Eberflus. I had, I was telling you this, too. You've told us, you've had, haven't you had work and Bears stress dreams before? Uh, I've had stress dreams about showing up late for games. Um, like I, my, I have like, what would you call them? Uh, they're not nightmares cause they happen during the day. And I'll allow my, myself to think about just how inept they've been at times. Day terrors, maybe and not night terrors. Day I've had, terrors. I've had day terrors about my favorite football team at times. Oh, when you're awake and you just, awake, you're daydreaming. Yeah. You're, I have, I don't think that I've had many dreams about the bears recently. I did last night and it was very vivid and I still, you know how a lot of times you forget. Did you show up late for a uh, pregame? No. So you this didn't? wasn't, this wasn't like me. Uh, it, it was so, it, the bears were very mad at me. They, they got very mad at me over my reaction to this happening. Can't imagine why. And it was, I was, I think, with J-Mac on the sidelines. And the Bears, Justin Fields was out, but he was in uniform. Bajent was starting the game. And in the middle of the game, they decided to send Fields in to run like a couple of trick plays. So you're thinking maybe... Maybe you were seeing the future. Maybe that's what they're setting themselves up for tomorrow on the lake. And I was, went on the mic, and I said, this is terrible. This is awful. This is negligence. If he's not healthy enough to start, and you need to see him the rest of the year, you cannot have him run trick plays. He could re-injure that thumb. you got to get him right to play quarterback. Forget these trick plays. And I was going on and on, and then the Bears got very angry at me and they chased me out of soldier field physically chased you yeah, out? and the next thing i knew i had animals chasing me well which was which member of the bears was actually leading the charge chase no not players no no but i mean like, front office folks i don't remember like you know how dreams was it, was are. it favor was favor running you out of the building somebody was they were mad at me but i'm like how could you argue with that what are you doing running trick plays with justin fields who's supposed to be your quarterback Get him right, and 
So I had, I had a terrible sleep as it was. And then the next thing you knew, like, I, uh, animals, like, do, I had dogs chasing me, too. What, why? I don't was know. Was it bears-related as well or just? It, it, was, it went into that. It went into, like, really? from me getting chased out of Soldier Field to then dogs chasing me. What would a psychologist say? About, how would they read that jury? That I'm effed up. I don't need a psychologist to go there. Yeah, I'm, that I'm too stressed out. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. That, that was a dream. What, is that yeah. weird? That is, yeah. Especially with having a Fields, a Fields nightmare. I would say with this team, two and seven, they're not worth your nightmares. Well, right but now. I would think that that's something they would do, though, too. Well. That that's pretty realistic. Um, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. That's maybe why they're listing him as doubtful. And this is out. why I just said to you that maybe this was you seeing the future. Maybe that's what their action, the plan is. They're keeping things open. Maybe they'll run a couple of shifty trick plays on, on the Panthers. Who, by the way, if you were under center with only nine other guys in the huddle, you should still be able to score 30 against this group. Really? That yes. bad? Well, listen, Brian Burns isn't playing. Three-quarters of their secondary is listed as questionable. I believe their top corner is already out. Um, they average 280 yards and 17 points per game. They've given up 29 sacks. If you can't beat this Carolina Panthers team on your home field, I quit. You quit? I quit covering What do you mean team. you quit? I, I mean, you I quit. You can't quit. Okay, I won't quit, but well, I don't, will. Pu- don't pull a mad dog here. That's true. Like, yeah. we're going to hold you. To, I yeah. mean, and I don't want you to quit. I was going to say quit talking about them, but I won't. Uh, no, what can I say? Uh, if they can't beat this, well, first of all, it would say more about us than it would say about Carolina. Like, you should beat this Carolina team by double digits. You should beat them 24-14. You should beat them 23-13. to You should be able to beat them by double digits. It's a short week, so I know anything can possibly happen. But they're not a good football team, and they're injured, and they're on a short week. Like, I mean... You should, and you have the motivation to keep them down. They're yes, down. Yes, yes, a double You've got to keep them down. Yes, because of the draft status. Um, right now they're two uh, with Arizona, and hopefully Kyler Murray gets a couple wins for Arizona. Here's, um, I want to play you Matt Eberflus. We have not heard this yet. This was his press conference. Uh, Tyler, you described this as kind of like a Claypool moment after the game, whether he was at home and why he was at home, a little bit caught in... in in the middle here? Yeah, I don't think Matt Eberflus knew exactly why he was saying what he was saying. And it really reminded me of this situation with Claypool from earlier in the season. All right, so this is Eberflus while he was announcing that Justin Fields, the Bajan's going to start and that Fields is doubtful, but basically out. And then I think a lot of the reporters took him to task on what the link, what words actually mean. So take a listen to Matt Eberflus. Yeah, like you said, he's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better though. I mean, he's he's uh, accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and you know he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now, we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see, we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day, but he's uh, he's working hard. And uh, it's getting better every day, so we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. What hasn't the medical staff seen, given the clearance yet? What, is it, what are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's really just uh, the clearances. Uh, just you know, obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff. You know, and so it's really about him feeling good about it, and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function. And uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength, or it's everything? It's it's all it's it's all improving. You know, the grip strength, the the accuracy, that you know, the the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just. It's all right there. It's it's getting close. I'm just I'm not I'm having trouble understanding. He's he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's is he out or doubtful? He now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful. Fifty one percent that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be. We'll see where it is. We got a little time left, but uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now, we're still listing him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. He may. Yep, he may. It depends on what happens here in the next uh, 24 hours. Oh, boy. What do you mean? Like, next one, was we going to run over his hand with a car or what? I mean, what, what's going to happen well, in the next 24 hours? He, he's not medically cleared. He's out. Is he going to see a witch doctor tonight that, that will medically clear him for the game on the, Thursday? The best was, like, how he melded his brain there for a second. Leisure got him to say... He's not playing. And he goes, he's not playing. He's not playing. And then he had that, like, that moment of clarity where he basically did tell the truth, only a minute later to back up the truck again and to go into this 51, 49% thing about saying, no, he's doubtful. And he's in bad. such a mental pretzel right now. Like, and also the 51%, when's the last time you've seen a guy that's been doubtful playing a football game? I don't think, I, I don't think I've. Maybe Brett Favre. Favre. I know. Favre. 25 years it's like ago? like a one-on-one situation. I think he was actually against ruled the Bears. out. Against yeah. the Bears, yeah. I think he was ruled out. And With then the Vikings. Back in. I, at one point, I, they're like asking him what's wrong, and he's like, it's all there. It's all. It's, and it's everything. Like, that doesn't it's everything. sound good. No, I know. It, 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 again, he needs to. That's where if I was coaching him, I would just say, Matt, less is more. List it. Why and say, just, I already gave it to you. Uh, any other questions? Because he he's not capable of continuing to talk about it. Because he's either not a good liar, or he doesn't under truly understand what's going on. I, I felt like I was in Anchorman. It's Brick. Yeah, you know he says, "Why don't you stop talking, champ?" No, I, I, I think it does go back to Brett Favre. Remember, that was against the Bears. It was Monday night. Wasn't he ruled out, Jeff? He, and he, yeah, and then they knocked they him changed, out. They changed the rules, though, because of how you can uh, actually list a player versus doubtful. They completely er- eliminated the probable tag, which they had for so long. They completely eliminated that. And I think this is a situation where they, don't, they know Fields is not going to play. They don't want to tell the Panthers he's not going to play. Right, government secrets. But being I, th- held. I think part of it is is Eberflus feels compelled to be somewhat honest to the reporters, but then he gets into this trick bag where that's why he it's keeps like, going. Damn back it! To it's like, damn it! They told me to keep it open ended. Yes, and, and that's then why I he just keeps... told him Leisure tricked me. Damn it! Look, I, I I said this yesterday. I wouldn't be shocked if coming out of this game and going into next week, as you start to get prepared for the Detroit Lions. I wouldn't be 100% shocked if he wasn't able to go then. I, it is the thumb on your throwing hand. I asked, I asked the, the, the listeners, I said, uh, is there a chance that Matt Eberflus is coaching the Bears in 2024? 
in the and I'm saying the 2024 season. I know they play a game in 2024, so that's not a loophole. The way I phrased it was the Bears in the 24 NFL season. Will he coach the Bears? Yes or no? Because I still think there's a chance. By the way, you can listen I'm to scared. the Matt Eberflus show at 210 every Monday. Right. Uh, Is right he going to be on, on with us, though, Friday? I don't know. Because he's usually on with us after the game. Danny, if you're listening, let, let us, us know, know if yeah. Eberflus is going to be that on That would with be us. a double hit. We had him Monday. We'll have him Friday. Right. Twice in one week. Uh, 74.4% believe no. There is no chance right now that he is the coach next year. But a quarter of the people believe yes, that the jury's still out. There's still a chance. Not, I think, I think I a think lot of that. A chance. I think there's a lot of that is, is representative of some people feel they've never They've never really fired a coach that early, or when they do it, it's very infrequent. I think they fired Trussman after two years, right? Isn't that – did yes. they do that? Yes, That this team is reluctant to move on from guys quickly. Um, I, look, again, I gave you the stats yesterday that are directly attached to the discipline of a football team. They've committed 60 penalties tied for last in the league. They've turned it over 18 times, the most turnovers in the NFL. They have a minus nine turnover ratio. That's worst in the National Football League. Those are all issues that are all, not only player-related, but they, they creep back into how well you're coached or how, well, or, or how poorly you're coached. What is, what is the most basic way to judge a football coach? First is wins, wins and losses. Wins and losses. Then those numbers like you're... I, I would say you, you, because your discipline as a team is directly related to your record. So tie these two together. Right. And then is he a dynamic leader? Yeah. Is he a guy that players will follow? I think he's 0 for 3 in those categories. Or if you're melding those two together and it's 0 for 2. He, he, he's he, definitely not giving you a competitive advantage on a week-in and week-out basis. I think that's, that's the, the nicest way to, yeah. to say it. Yeah. Um, uh, then I want to play you this, and then we'll get to the calls. Uh, this is Ryan Leaf, who was on NBC Sports Chicago. This is his thought on Justin Fields and his future here in Chicago. He is still a guy who has high hopes for what Justin Fields can do. I felt like he was showing it. You know, that Denver Broncos game and that Washington game, this is where we were headed, and then the injury happened. And unfortunately, you know, that's the NFL. Injuries take away progress a ton of times. But just because it stops in that moment doesn't mean he didn't learn and didn't see and didn't understand where he needs to go with everything and how things were advancing. So I expect when he comes back, I don't think they miss a step. I think he steps right back into the role of where he was at. I heard all this conversation from people all over the place talking about Bajan. Bajan's a great story. Bajan is not Justin Fields, okay? Um, I don't think Caleb Williams is Justin Fields, to be honest with you. I don't think Drake May is. Drake May feels, um, you know, less and less like a, you know, top guy than, than the, say, Michael Penix is. And so... Um, I, I think Justin Fields is your guy. I think that you find out a ton more the second half of the season. The team's not great. There's not a lot of depth. Um, let's not you know, make this into some uh, referendum around poor quarterback play because that's not the case at all. Um, so I, I expect him, yes. I think that the, your record is reflective of the quarterback play. Maybe not the word wouldn't be poor, but it's not good enough. I mean, your quarterback is asked to provide answers and, and solutions to problems. It's the nature of the position. Have you seen enough? Have you seen enough solutions or answers from either quarterback 
Justin's had 30 starts. There's been some good. But over the course of those 30 starts, have you seen enough? Has he provided enough answers or enough solutions for your liking? That's the question that needs to be answered up at Hallis Hall. And as we've talked about over and over again, this is a conversation because you have to make a decision on his fifth year. So contractually, there's an issue that needs to be addressed. And you will have one of the top two or three picks more than likely in the National Football League in a year, regardless of what Ryan Leaf had to say. There are others that will tell you this is one of the best quarterback classes in recent history. Right. right. So you've got a high pick. You have access to making one of these quarterbacks your next selection. And you're on the cusp of having to declare your intentions for a fifth year for this existing quarterback. This is a big decision for this organization. Right. Like, I know a lot of people, and I'm looking at the comments on Twitch, too, and I saw some of the comments when they tweeted this out on NBC Sports Chicago about Ryan Leaf and about his history. Like, the guy knows quarterback play. Whether he made it or not or what is like, he's a good commentator now. He understands what he's seeing. And someone said, like, uh, J.T. O'Sullivan. J.T. O'Sullivan knows what he's seeing. It's another person's opinion. Someone said, I'm surprised Sylvie would play this. I, I really don't care who the quarterback is. I want him to be great. Like, I, I, I wanted it to be Fields, and I still want it to be Fields. But just show me. I can't be in this gray area where I don't know if it's truly him. Because then, in my opinion, you've got to move on. Yeah, and you've you got to reset the clock. I'm a Bears fan, and all I want is to finally get a good quarterback, a great quarterback. And I don't care if it's Justin. I don't care if it's Caleb Williams. I don't care who the name is on the back of the jersey. I want him to be great for the Bears. I've got no real dog in the fight here. None. Like, I was a huge Justin Fields fan. He's disappointed me from a performance standpoint, just like I was a big Chris Bryant fan. Huge. He won a World Series for my Cubs. When he stopped hitting home runs, I started questioning why Chris Bryant stopped producing. And then all of a sudden, I became a, quote, hater. Like, all I want is production and wins. In whose eyes? That's calling you a hater. Well, was, I don't look at you as a hater. Mello, do you look at Sylvie well, as a but, hater? But you guys are... Uh, Our opinions matter more than you, some goofball on Twitch. You know how fans are. You, well, a lot of fans are going... Look at, look at Meller and I when you're starting to have people give you hell. And we'll pro- prop you up. Um, let's go to uh, Jerry and Homer Glenn. Line five, you're on ESPN. Tell him you love him, Jerry. Hey, um, nope. I, I okay. got a question. Yeah. You know, we're comparing the quarterbacks and everything. Why aren't we running routes like Cincinnati does? Are we running what? And drags and waggles. We're doing a lot of seven-step seven dropbacks. We're not doing three and out and five and out. What's, what's with that? I don't think that Cincinnati's doing a ton of waggles. But, I mean, look, Cincinnati's got an elite quarterback and one of the, I would say, top three or four. Mello, you're the fantasy football guy here. I know statistically – it, they're impressive, but I would say just evaluating their receiving core is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I'd say they're in top two or three. Top yeah. You've got Chase Higgins and Boyd. Right. When you go top to bottom. And Mixon's a good receiver yeah. as well. I mean, so I, I did, that's just a different class of passing game. I, and, and that's not being critical of just the Bears. I could be critical of 25 other teams in comparison to the Cincinnati Bengals and what they do. Watch out that bird. Yeah, that bird. Is right by you guys. 
There we go. Should I let him out? I you should let him if out. If you're watching on I Twitch. I should let him out. Yeah. Look the at bird's you. trying to get outside. This so is not an aviary. Go. Go. This is, go. This is Twin go. Peaks. Go. It's not an aviary. Go. Isn't that go. where the birds hang out? The, the bird aviary. is right above me, and he's, tr- he's... He doesn't speak your language. You know what? He doesn't think you're a big enough Fields fan, so he's protesting. He's like the people on Twitch and the on Twitter giving you hell. Bird, the front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey, yeah, Bird. Yeah, there you go. You flew the other you way. You gave him a chance. They gave him a chance. Philly Sid, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sid? Hey, guys. Great to talk to you. So, uh, first thing for you, Silly, on that last uh, comment that Tommy was telling you about people hating you or hating your comments or thinking that you're a hater. First thing I would say about fans. From what you know is the average fan of Philadelphia sports, and me being an Eagles fan, do you think I am a typical Philly fan? No, you're a more educated, yeah. more clear-thinking Philly fan. More Sid. nuanced for you. Yeah. Okay. People like us, exactly what Tommy said, more educated, more clear-thinking, who tries to process information, we don't think you're a hater. We think you're just being critical of your guy like you're supposed to be as a thinking fan who wants his team to win. So you're fine. Just don't. Don't listen to that noise on X, Twitter, Graham, all that crap. It's a waste of your time. Uh, the so thing I so if, talk if about Sid was, says it, will you listen to him as opposed to when Meller and I say it to you? I think I'm a little more highly of Sid than you. Well, that's fair. I'm not going to argue a, that, but our message so is the wrong. same. So wrong. Uh, what I wanted to talk about, though, was the kid Bajan, and I agree with you guys 100%. <laughs> Whether this kid ends up being a starting quarterback in the NFL, a backup for a long period of time, he gets it. And I think that doesn't matter who the Bears quarterback is. If this kid is part of the room, his intelligence about the game, his thoughtfulness when he speaks to the media bodes well for any team to have him. He can make Justin a better quarterback if he and Justin are working together. I don't know if they are or not. I hope they are. But this kid's got a future, man. Whether it's a QB, a QB coach, an offensive coordinator, eventually the future Kyle Shanahan, we're all like, wow, this guy's an offensive genius. This kid has a future in this league. Uh, look, I said I, I think the kid is going to have a long career in this league. And, again, I don't know if he'll start more games or be in a backup role for more games. I, I think he understands things. I think he sees the game clearly. He does have some physical limitations that will have to affect the way he plays the game. Like, he's not going to be able to try to make a pass that Mahomes or Josh Allen or maybe some of the guys with stronger arms are going to be able to make. He's going to have to check that route down. He's going to have to understand that the windows close quicker. The windows are smaller in this league. When you tuck and run, run linebackers can, can catch you quicker than they, they could back in, in, on Saturday. So I think he's going to have to learn to adjust to the, the rise in, in competition but I think he'll be in the league for a long time. And if it's as a backup, I'm, if I'm a Chicago Bears fan, I'm totally comfortable with Tyson Bajan being my backup quarterback for X number of years going forward. And, yes, I know he's turned it over a ton. But I think because he is a smart guy that processes things well, that he'll learn from his mistakes. And if he doesn't, then he won't be in the league for an extended period of time. Because the last thing you can be is a quarterback that has a tendency to turn the ball over, regardless of how talented your skill set is. So that is something that he's definitely going to have to clear up. But I think that he's smart enough and he knows the position well enough that he'll start to dial back some of the risk-taking, knowing that they, he does have some limitations because of the, 
the level of competition he's facing now. Uh, we have some baseball news. The Angels are hiring Ron Washington as their new manager. Washington, remember, was the manager of the Rangers years ago. He's been the infield uh, coach for and the bench coach, I believe, for the Atlanta Braves through all this winning. So he gets another opportunity with the Angels. There's a lot of baseball news. I want to go over later. Scott Boris talked today. Uh, Bob Nightingale wrote that the Cubs are uh, heavily uh, aggressive in their chase of Otani. And um, Boris talked about Bellinger today, too, and the Cubs. So we'll get into that. Uh, In a half hour from right now, we'll talk to Barstool Big Cat. So a lot to do. Come on out. We're at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Plenty of time to come and see your buddies, Waddle and Sylvie. Welcome back to the live Waddle and Sylvie broadcast from Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. This is ESPN Chicago. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Yeah, welcome in Waddle's World. Uh, quite fun in here. Waddles World's brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Uh, I'm looking for the latest on the uh, Jim Harbaugh story as I peruse different stuff. And my computer just went completely down. Um, what are you looking for? Uh, the Jim Harbaugh information. Did it break? Sources. How about this? Well, this is Michigan. Michigan says that Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue shared its signs. So Michigan has sent documents as the saga kind of rolls on. And I think we briefly mentioned this yesterday. But this is from uh, ESPN, Adam Rittenberg, and Tom Van uh, Haren. Mm-hmm. Michigan has sent documents to the Big Ten that the school believes show three conference teams engaged in communication about the Wolverine signals in 2022. The three teams involved are Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue, sources said. Purdue, which faced Michigan in the 2022 Big Ten Championship game, if you remember, received offensive signals from Ohio State and defensive signals from Rutgers, according to sources. So weird. Michigan beat Rutgers 52-17 and beat Ohio State 45-23 in a game that clinched the East Division for the Wolverines. So are you trying to tell me now, everybody, that um, this is a, a, a something that goes on, not just unique to the Michigan Wolverines program? Is that he- what we're talking about? Heather Dinich, though, today on Get Up did say that she, what she's hearing, though, this evidence will not impact the Big Ten's decision on the penalty being handed down. And what a lot of people are worried about is that the Big Ten is in a rush, a rush to judgment here. That they're not going to let the due process play out. Why not? Because there's a mob mentality here with the coaches, with the ADs, with the presidents against Michigan. This is usually something that the NCAA would handle. And the NCAA, as you know, handles things very slowly. Correct. Sometimes a year, two, three years after it happens. And the Big Ten's trying. And I, I warned you about this that. I'm wondering if because of what Tony Batiti went through with Major League Baseball that they never caught 
the Astros and it happened retroactively, if he's going to want to put an end to this while it's going on. I'm just asking for a little due process. Right, right. Call your wife, Mallard. She's a lawyer. And ask her what due process would entail for a Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I just don't want to rush to judgment here. Before I come out with some definitive statements for or against my former quarterback, I want to know all of the details. I know some of it sounds a little bit dirty and a little bit nasty. But But it it seems like he may not have been the only one doing this or his university. Not that that makes it any more right for him. But I want to know, as someone that's not in tune to college football, if this is prevalent behavior across of course it is. Of course it is. And, and the other thing that this would do is any other subject that would come up with any other university now in the Big Ten, the pressure would be on the Big Ten to act swiftly. Right. It's, it's a bad precedent to get into. So they're like, well, you did this with Michigan, so now you've got to rush to judge here. And, and in the past, this, again, has all been sort of played out under the NCAA's reign. It's crazy. There is another story, Michigan-related, with their star running back, Blake Corum. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Michigan star running back, Blake Corum, says he has no business relationship with former football staff member Connor Stallions after records of an LLC in Wyoming listed both men as co-owners. And that document surfaced Tuesday on social media. According to records from the Wyoming Secretary of State, Corum, Stallions, and a third person, Connor O'Day, are listed as organizers of a limited liability corporation called BC2 Housing LLC, which lists a home in Ann Arbor, Michigan, as its office and mailing address. Property records show the address is a home Stallions purchased in March of 2022. So in layman's terms, what is this? Uh, Coram said he became aware of the LLC listing only before practice Tuesday and has no idea how his name appeared on it. He has contacted his attorney to intervene. I don't have any businesses with Connor or anything like that, Coram told reporters, but I'm glad whoever found it, whoever searched the web, was able to find that. I appreciate you. My attorneys are on it. Definitely get that figured out right away. Get my name taken off of whatever it is. So, boy, they are digging deep. They are trying to get Michigan, aren't they? Well, did you see there was another thing, too, with Oh, Stallions? come on, Tyler. There's more? Yeah, so the, he he has a house near campus. Who does? Stallions does. Stallions. And he was getting sued by the Homeowners Association for having dozens of old vacuum cleaners on the front porch. And Why did he have a dozen va- old vacuum cleaners? He claims cleaners? that he refurbished uh, items and sold them on Amazon. Wasn't was- that like a, a, a thing from uh, Breaking Bad? Or was that Better Call Saul, the vacuum It was cleaner? both. That's how they yeah. disappear. Yes. The vacuum cleaner guy. But, the salesman. But then he represented himself in court when he was getting sued mm. and uh, claims that the, that the people that were accusing him were Michigan State fans. And they know that I w- I'm a Michigan football coach. That, this is odd. He just needs to get out of there and come to the NFL and, and, and start another fantastic career. Not Stallions. Jim. Jim just yeah, needs oh, yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. you know what? You guys, you were coming after me. Guess what? You got me. I'm out. You wanted me out. I'm out. I'm going to win this national championship. I'm going to shove it where the sun doesn't shine. And then I'm leaving all of you. I don't think he's going to be able to. Win the national championship. Why not? You just saw that Michigan. 
Michigan is is part of the the, the, the top four teams. I don't think he's going to be coaching it though. He's going to serve a two game suspension, and I, he's going to be on the sidelines sticking it to people. Sounding like more Waddle. Come on, the way they were talking about it. Ohio State, uh, Georgia, Michigan, FSU—they all stay in the in the college football playoffs top four. They are not going to stay. They can't suspend him for more than two weeks, right, Tyler? Well, they would need executive permission. And From who? Who's they're the breaking executive? all the rules, the Big Ten. Basically, uh, the rest of, I'm guessing it's the ADs and maybe school presidents that would have to get involved. So but if you were going to issue a severe penalty, a more severe penalty than the two games that the Big Ten would give him, wouldn't you expect that penalty to come down from the NCAA, not the Big Ten? That's that's why Probably, we're in dangerous but... territory. Well, I mean, which, which is it? Who's hearing this? Tyler. No, Tyler's no, no. Tyler's hearing. not hearing this. Yeah, he is. Uh, is the Big Ten hearing this or is the NCAA hearing well, this? Well, I think the, the short term is the Big Ten and then the long term. I doubt the NCAA will do anything that impacts this season. So, right. Tyler, what okay. is your prediction in terms of what Jim Harbaugh will face, if any type of penalty at all? I think... Right now, we will see in the immediate, it'll be two games. And I think if he were to be the head coach at Michigan next year, there may be more penalty handed down. But, yes, yeah, so they go to Penn State with whoever is the head coach, and they stick it to James Franklin, who will then probably, he'll probably blame the school newspaper and the right. kids that work at the school newspaper for asking stupid questions. And then who do the Michigan Wolverines have to have after that? Maryland. Week? You're going to put it on the Terps. Put it on the terms. They're going to be 11 and 0 when he comes back. For guess who? Ohio State at Boom. home. Boom. Take no prisoners. Take no prisoners. That's right. You're making me uncomfortable. Do you, want, do you want to go to the game? Let's go to the game. To the Ohio State Michigan game. When is that? Dressed What's the date? Totally in Michigan gear. What's the date? Two weeks from Saturday. It should be yeah. It should be the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I get his tickets. What date is that though? I'm in Cancun during the bye week. Mallory, you want to go? It's in November. I'm, you know what? Alex is going to camp with my wife. Oh, then I'm there. Oh, I'm going to be in... When is that? November 25th. Is that the Saturday after Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be in South Carolina. Well, you were the one who just I forgot where it. I was going to be. But if, I, I, you know, if you want to go to a game up in uh, the big house, isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Would you return your call right now? Would you return your text? Probably text not right, right now. Text him right now. How you doing? No, I'm not. Just how you no, doing, I'm question gonna, mark. He's got Let's more... See. Got more important. Team Harbaugh. He's got more important things yeah. to deal with in Do your that. little radio game. How you doing? Hashtag Team Harbaugh. I like that. Disney Tyler. guests poop while waiting in line for rides, ex-employee says. One more time. Disney guests poop while waiting in line for rides, an ex-employee says. Some Disney park fans have seemingly taken the saying... When you gotta go, you gotta go to an extreme. A Disney Parks urban legend claiming that parks guests poop while standing in line for rides is apparently true, according to a San Francisco newspaper. What, are they wearing a diaper? Two former Disneyland custodial team workers known as cast members wrote about the unsavory topic in their 2015 book, Cleaning the Kingdom, Insider Tales of Keeping Walt's Dream Spotless. In the chapter, Disgusting Things, the authors share details about such instances. They describe how these incidents have occurred all over the theme park, and most notably in the standby queue for the Indiana Jones Adventure Ride at Disney. While standing in this particular queue, many guests think the restrooms are far away, but that isn't the case. There's a pair of individual-use restrooms just backstage from the north 
where you can go uh, do what you need to do. So they go in their pants? Like, look, look, I, I have I have been guilty of having accidents, but it's not intentional. I'm not trying to do this. I would say this. before you poop your shorts, just buy a fast pass, right? Wouldn't that be the better option, just buy a fast pass? I would say never intentionally poop your shorts anywhere under any circumstances. I think that's fair advice. Fast pass or not. Yeah. Take that solid advice. I don't need to call my dad to get that type of sage advice. I'd just look over at you and get it. Yeah. Uh, This is a story that came from the wise one to my left. It's the headline says, my husband and I had a threesome with a bridesmaid on our wedding night. And then Meller had a problem with the lead of the story from the New York Post. Well, you said it was a terrific lead, right? I I can't really read the first line. Read the lead. Read the lead. This bride had quite the train, and it wasn't the one on her dress. Correct. But it what was, did you have with it? What it was a bridesmaid. Right. It wasn't too. It wasn't, it wasn't too a, mad. It wasn't a groomsman. So okay. they're playing fast and loose. Okay. With the Look at your train. details, details, details. That's all Jeffrey. I'm saying. A British newlywed. Only couple. because Sylvie said great lead, and I thought it was. It, it was still funny. It was funny. I'll give you that. A British newlywed couple shared in an episode of Truly's web show, Love Don't Judge, why they decided to let one of their bridesmaids join them for a threesome on their wedding night. Choo-choo. <laughs> it's funny. It doesn't have to make sense. The store, or the show, rather, which has nearly 60,000 subscribers on YouTube, features couples from all over the world who push the boundaries of society's expectations. Katie, 26, and her husband, Dan. Dan they, they got married in Devon, England in September after six years of dating. In an episode of the show that aired last week, the couple recalled discussing their sexual fantasies and making the decision to sleep with other people to fulfill their desires. I'm Dan the told Katie night. he wanted to see her with a... I, you know, I, I, I read enough. I read enough. On their wedding night, too. That'd be a deal breaker. You know how Cap and Jay Hood talk about deal breakers? That's tomorrow, isn't it? For yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that is a deal breaker. I think. Well, they they didn't seem they they that's a deal. Sound an like a, yeah, no, it said sounds like a deal sealer. Yeah, he should have been tipped off when she wanted him to wear a, a conductor's hat. With we ended tuxedo. up taking one of my girlfriends up to our <laughs> to our bedroom. We had some drinks. We had some drinks and ended up having you know a little fun. The three of us. Does, does it, a month later, how do you think that they sit around and talk about that? Do you think they have regrets? Because no. they said drinks were involved. Mm. I don't think Kevin, so. I think there Kevin were, says yes, nah. that there would be some regrets. Do you think I, this couple is going to have a long-lasting That I don't. Ma- no, no. Because, yeah. <laughs> Danny Lynch. Danny Lynch going back to the last story. Look what he wrote. That's oh, what that's you That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Good, good word. Good word, Danny. Uh, that's not for the listeners, so it's so narrow casting. It's, it's incredible. A specific pass for Disney. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's true. You know what? I've, I've, what? I've outworn my welcome. Maybe I think with the stories. Uh-uh. I think there was one more that maybe I'll get to when we come back, but we also have Florida or Ohio, so we're going to continue to Let everyone know where we are. Show. Uh, we're at Tin- Twin Peaks in Oak Brook. Uh, can you give them the address? It's off of tw- uh, Route 22 in Oak Brook. 22nd Street. Route 83. Yeah. Just off by That's it. what I said. 22nd Street. 22nd Street. 83 and uh, 22nd. It's 225 WCH 1214.
Right by the Home Depot. Right by the Home Depot. <laughs> Barstool Big Cat coming up in 15 minutes. Oh, boy. Welcome back to the live Waddle and Sylvie broadcast from Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. This is ESPN Chicago. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. That's right, Florida or Ohio, brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. Be a rule breaker and uh, pick up a bottle today wherever you grab your wine. Uh, Thursday uh, is wine drinking night for me, so pick up a bottle for the game tomorrow. You're going to get sloshed at halftime of that game, aren't you? Well, uh, tomorrow will be the first time that I am uh, will socially gather in one of the suites after halftime. Oh, really? Do, yeah, because I usually you know, bail or get home, but uh, I will stay the entirety of the game and... Uh, you have agreed to give me a ride there. My wife will give me a ride home. That she is works, correct. She works there, so I will be I'm here drinking. to serve you. I will be drinking. Here to serve. After halftime. To protect and serve you. Thank you. What do you got, Tyler? Man's ear partially bitten off in a fight. This is uh, That's a Wednesday in Tampa. That's, you can that's tan Lakers stand. Isn't that Tyson and Holyfield? Police are searching for a man accused of partially biting another man's ear off during an altercation. According to the police, a man between the ages of 25 and 35 is wanted for his alleged role in a fight that broke out. Officers arrived at the conclusion of the fight and noticed a man holding a shirt over his left ear, which was bleeding. Witnesses then told police that the fight began inside a business and spilled out onto the property. Police located the victim's ear on the front walkway, and the medics took the man to the hospital where he was in stable condition. Isn't that... The most shocking. Can you like? How many more shocking things have you seen sporting event wise than then when when Tyson bit off Holy, yes. Holyfield's part of his ear? Yes, I can't remember anything more shocking than that. Like, would that be the most shocking moment in sports? It's up there. Uh, uh, no, it's, one man fight, and that was a. Big I mean, fight. figure what, what would you even compare? What would you even put in the yes, same category? I, I don't know. Somebody running onto a field like the Luquiz, I no, or like an accomplishment. Like I don't, I don't know if you can or an upset. No, there's uh, been some unruly stuff happen at soccer matches. But man, for for, but yeah, uh, for like the one actual, human to fight off the other human's ear and like part the, of his ear, and they're the athletes who are the participants. You know what I mean? Yes. Like to have, yeah. Oh, no, that's Mal- yeah. the palace is pretty shocking. I remember seeing that, and then Ron Artest up in the crowd, and then. Challenging other fans then, too, back on the floor. Steven Jackson. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this is Florida. This is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm going Tampa. Yeah, feels Florida to me. Oh, clean sweep the other way, though. It took place in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that's what happens where Ohio Ohio State State plays their games. Maybe they were... Yeah, I've heard they do like to fight there too. I've I've heard. I gotta that. be honest with you. I, that's not the reputation that Ohio State has up there. Well, it's cool. By the way, I mean it is fighters. There's, there's, no, 
No, I just, I, it's not. No, they're fun-loving crew. It's like 50,000 students go to school there. It's not like go there, go out, fight your way, you know, in and out of bars. Well, it's I think not it's like the that. students. Uh, Shay was telling me that the locals, though, are the I ones heard, that cause the trouble. Like, he I was heard, saying, yes. It he's could going be an unruly this weekend. crowd. Yeah, they may, but but by the way, the, the students there basically outnumber the locals probably 20 to 1. That city is basically all Ohio State. So. All right. Well, there you go. We lost. We took the L. That, that's a pretty unruly fight right there in Columbus. All right. Uh, so that's Florida, Ohio. Barstool Big Cat's going to join us next. We, we got to play him the Eberflus, don't we? And we got to talk to him about yeah. Harbaugh. We got to ask him about uh, the shocking news of David Ross getting fired and Craig Council. And he's got a big event tonight, right? Yeah, he's at the Wintrust Arena right. for some uh, college basketball. We were going to go, but then we are out in Oakbrook Terrace. He's going to give us hell for that. So come see us in Oakbrook Terrace at uh, Twin Peaks. You got two more hours to get on over here. Come on out. We're waiting for you.